the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! There is no off-season for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Hello, Texans, and welcome to the program that takes you inside what is going on with your Houston Texans, who are three weeks away from the scheduled start of training camp according to so many. However, nothing is definite. We are living in corona time, so nothing is definite in our football world, our regular world, any world right now. We'll just hope for the best there. Rookies are supposed to report in a couple of weeks. That's just amazing to even say. Mark Vandermeer with you. John Harris with us tonight, as always. Johnny, here we go. And look, we're three weeks away from the start of this thing should everything go according to plan and the league took another step forward the league and its players in agreeing at least to some travel protocols today so they don't have the complete agreement in place on preseason how it's all going to go down but they're getting some yeses along the way and you know what yeses mean eventually the sale will be made that's my story and i'm sticking to it (laughs) yeah (laughs) enough yeses and the sale gets made yeah Yeah, i I hope i hope that's the case but you know, it's just it's good to have agreement on how you're going to handle, you know, certain aspects. Now, the the ones where there's not an agreement yet, um, preseason being the, the biggest one, I suppose, uh, at this point that has to be hammered out. The NFL PA, uh, J.C. Treader, uh, you know, made some comments and uh, delivered a statement for the NFL PA as the NFL PA president saying, look, we're not. We're not all the way there on how we uh, approach the preseason. I guess NFLPA approached doctors and experts and asked them what was the best way to engage uh, in preparation for the season. And I guess the doctors and experts told them, hey, this is the schedule that you should have. And the two preseason games, eh, that's that was kind of their approach. So they don't want to play preseason games. And I don't know if I blame them, but, yeah, who knows? I, I don't know. Listen. If it's if if things continue as you said, you keep getting yeses along the way, um, then hopefully you'll be able to have uh, better negotiation on maybe some more tricky things later on, trickier things later on. And uh, I know that preseason is going to be one of them for sure. Well, there's a document out there that has travel protocols and training camp protocols on it. Uh, according to PFT and NFL.com doesn't have this story yet. yet. Last check right before we went on the air. This paragraph is worded strangely to me. The NFL and NFL Players Association have reached an agreement regarding team travel protocols for 2020 training camp and preseason. The document implies strongly that there will be a preseason. However, it does not expressly state that preseason games will be played. Huh? And then in parentheses, Per a source with knowledge of the situation, the length of the preseason is still being discussed. Okay, good. So that means that we might have the two games. We might have three. We might have four. We might have a reduced preseason, which would imply two, I guess. Uh, I don't think they would just cut one off. Uh, So let's see if that happens. And if it does, then you're looking at roughly August 22nd when the Texans would play their first preseason game, if that's the case. That's clear as mud to everybody, I'm sure. (laughs) Did you read this paragraph? What's this that? is important to us. Mm, okay. Highlights include 
mandatory masks for all members of the traveling party, limitations on the size of the traveling party, no more than 110 non-players, and no buffets. I, I saw that. All right, so <laughs> I tried to do a quick count, Johnny. Uh, you know I did. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't we have like 110 assistant coaches? I mean, how many – some of these some of these NFL teams have a – you know, you have 20 coaches – you have all the guys who have to have to be wait, with the wait, team. Wait, wait, wait! I can make this what? a little easier for you. I can okay. make this a little easier for you. All right. Okay. I check this every single time, and I don't know why, because I'm always curious about it. Mm-hmm. When we go on a trip, I always look at the number of people that are actually on the plane. Yes, you do. Oh, the total that, number. The total number. I look at the number of people. That number is usually around 152, 153. But that's regular season. That's regular season. Ah. Or, yeah, that's regular season. But if if this is talking about um, for training camp and preseason, oh, I got you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's preseason. But uh, but I'm sorry. That's 153 people. But that's also with a number of different people on the plane that normally wouldn't travel during the preseason. So I don't know. It's mm. it's going to be very interesting what's going to happen with the preseason. But like you said, and I think that's a very important line, per a source with knowledge of the situation, the length of the preseason is still being discussed. I think I think it's going to be two games. I, I think that's – you and I have talked about this. I think it's going to be two games. I know that what the NFLPA says, um, that they, they think it should be uh, down to zero, at least mm-hmm. this year, um, especially you know putting the players uh, in peril for two games. That wouldn't really count. But for a lot of guys in the locker room, those two games actually mean a whole heck of a lot. So they do. I don't know that we can say they don't count. They don't count on the record book, yes, but they count in a lot of different ways. So take it from there. It You know what? It puts the union in a tough spot, really, because if the union could open up the roster to 150 people in a non-COVID year during preseason only, they might do that because, yeah, more opportunities for guys to potentially – I guess they're going to take jobs of current members, but – you know what I'm saying. It's just yeah. more potential jobs out there. They're making something during this. The practice squads are bigger. I don't know. As I say that, yeah, they w- they wouldn't support uh, you know wide open um, roster, uh, unlimited am- amount of players. But they'd probably like a few more. But in this year with the safety issues with Corona, uh, it, the the talk is, and you're reading these reports that there will be fewer players than usual. Not your usual 90 man roster in preseason anyway, uh, which leads me to say, why not? Because don't you need this huge practice squad capability anyway? Theoretically, I would think you do yeah. uh, if you have a bunch of positive tests. So, again, clear as mud. Nobody knows. We're getting trickles of information, little bits at a time, and we'll let you know when we know. All right, this is what I wanted to do first, because in the second segment, we're going to play the very popular game, Who's Better? But right now, Johnny, I wanted to rank the position group importance And really, I think it really starts with what's third most important on this football team because there's so much talk about quarterback, of course, with especially with Mahomes just signing the big deal yesterday. We discussed it on the show. Uh, It's it's almost Watson watch and Dak watch as far as uh, who's next with the quarterback contract. But we all agree quarterback's the most important position on the team. But there's no way that offensive line is not second, correct? Well, the fact that to protect – no, to protect number one, you yep. need number two. Right. Or, yeah, I don't know if I said that properly. But, but yeah, you're going <laughs> to keep Deshaun 
healthy, then I don't think there's any question. Look, we've seen we've seen how things have gone when Deshaun has not been kept healthy. Um, you know, 2017, we saw how that went. Uh, we saw in 2018, he's taken 62 sacks. He's taken the bus to Jackson. He's just getting you know beat up all the time out in the field and. Obviously, that's not something we want to have happen. Uh, so, yeah, I would think there's no question that number two on the list has to be the group that protects number one on the list. Yes. All right. So what's number three? I think this is where it gets a little more difficult. Running backs, receiver, D-line, secondary. Uh, what do you think number three, the number three most important position group is for the Houston Texans? Maybe all football teams. Maybe it's going to be the same for everybody. But what do you think here? <laughs> my my oh boy uh I, it's I tough some, i did something today that i i i'm not proud of you didn't watch uh, the playoff game again did you yeah, i did wait I did. johnny i did this is I did. this I, is I, you know yesterday i paused it right at the point where timey <laughs> fairbairn hits the field goal to make it 24 nothing and then you watched the rest of it yeah i i had to i had to you know and it's interesting mark because i think it's a good exercise uh-huh. Because it it shows that defensively, you know, you didn't have Tashawn Gibson, you didn't have Jalila Die, you had a less than hundred percent healthy JJ Watt. Um, obviously, Justin Reed was playing with the torn labrum, and look, I know everybody at that point of the year is banged up, but you're facing a Chiefs team that's coming off a bye week and was as close to hundred percent as it possibly could be, and. As I watched that game, there were two things that stood out. Number one, the pass rush isn't getting there. Number two, the pass rush is not being disciplined in how it goes about getting there. And that was allowing Patrick to get outside um, when he, he shouldn't have. He did not throw from the well. He made a couple of big scrambles. There was one scramble that obviously it's not something – you know, that that came up in the, the recap of the game. But there was one on the drive where it was 24-21. Patrick scrambles to the right and gets up the sideline for about a 15, 20-yard scramble. And it was like, oh, it because it felt like maybe there's a chance. You know, you get out of there 24-21 at the half. It's not great, but you still have the lead. Maybe you feel okay. Not great. But then he gets that scramble. Uh, and that gets him down there. Then he has another one that gets him down inside the five. Another scramble. Both of them to the right. Now, he hurt the Titans with that, too, so it's not as if the Texans were alone in that. But to me, to answer your question in a roundabout way, it's the, it's the pass rush. The pass rush is number three. Because if you think about the teams that, that, have, that Texans have to beat to go win not only the AFC South, but to win the entire AFC, you're going to have to beat the Chiefs the Ravens, the Steelers, the Titans, the Colts, and all those teams can all in. Yes, I know the Ravens, not as much as the others because Lamar can hurt you in a number of different ways, but you better have some pretty good edge players in the way that you play the Ravens. To me, it's got to be your edge guys, how you can get heat on Mahomes, Roethlisberger, Lamar, Ryan Tannehill, Phillip Rivers. Your ability to get heat on those players is paramount, paramount in beating those teams. You have to. Your secondary can only cover so long back there. I mean, they can 
you can do a lot of different things to maybe cover up the fact you don't have a, you know, a lot of great man guys. You can do some bracket coverage. You can double cover somebody. But then you're going to face a team that's got two, three weapons out there. Then it's like, well, who do you double cover? Who are you then leaving one-on-one? How are you going to cover this guy? So to me, if the pass rush becomes that much more important because you've got to get the ball out of Patrick's hands quickly. You've got to force Roethlisberger to throw it fast. Phillip Rivers, same thing. We saw at the end of last year when he was forced to throw the ball out of rhythm. He was throwing picks left and right to win the AFC, to win AFC South and the AFC. You've got to beat those teams that I mentioned. And to do it, you've got to be able to get pressure from a number of different spots. And that is going to rely on J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, uh, Ross Blacklock, depending on where he rushes from, Jacob Martin. And not only that, Mark, that those players are important, but how they work together. Watching the game again, you could tell it was pretty clear that that J.J.'s absence really kind of upset the apple cart in that they weren't – it was like they were doing things that they hadn't done in a while together. And some of that, some of that, uh, that rust, if you will, for not only JJ but just the guys on the field with him, like playing together, like working together. We've talked about that in the past. How back in fourteen, in particular, you know, JJ would just go, and everybody would kind of react, and they knew how to react around him. In that game against the Chiefs, boy, we did not. That, that was not there. <laughs> that was that was not there. So to me, that pass rush has got to be pristine. Uh, and the very next thing beyond that's going to end up being the corners. So to me, it's Deshaun one, O line two, pass rush three, corners four. Everybody makes a big deal about the receivers because hop and all that kind of stuff. To me, the receivers are five or or, or lower because if you get the time to throw and you have Deshaun Watson, you have enough speed of receiver that those guys are going to get open. So and I'm not as, I'm not as panicked about that. But the pass rush that's got to go up another notch or three this this year. Boy, and we'll get into more, more of our training camp preview shows as these weeks progress. I mean, here we are July 7th. Uh, but I feel like, and this might be a training camp type of topic, you know, you're going to need one of these guys to step up big, whether it's Scarlett, who had, what, three and a half sacks last year. That was nice. Yeah. And, and, look, he came around in 2016 as an undrafted rookie, continues to take his game up. Then he's also there to play special teams and do other things for you. But, you know, Scarlett Edgefor coming off the injury season after a promising rookie campaign showed flashes of what he could possibly do. And maybe Jonathan Grenard as well. You know, yes. somebody among those three has to step up, not give you 12 sacks, but give you something that maybe they haven't given you previously. You know, maybe Scarlett takes it into five, the 5 to 10 range and Edgefor gives you a little and Grenard. And I don't know how you decide who's on the field when, and who you're going to throw at the quarterback at whatever time. But it feels like that needs to happen. And then you're looking at Charles Amenahu, who in his second year, everyone's excited to see what he can do because he looked good as a rookie. And I'm sure he's excited as well because that year one to year two jump, are you going to get it out of him? It's going to be pretty cool to watch. Uh, but, I, you know, I think you nailed it. That, that front seven, whoever you're sending after the quarterback, if that could be a position group, that's got to be third. Yeah, you, you're, that's probably the best way of putting it. Whoever, whoever is being sent after the quarterback, and look, that could that could be, uh, you know, BMAC. It could end up being Zach. You know, there's a lot of different people that could that encompasses. Uh, but I think what you have, and I want to 
make sure. I think what you have, Mark, are you have a lot of options. You do have a lot of options. You know, you just mentioned the edge guys. You're talking about Scarlett, Grenard, Whitney, Jacob Martin, uh, Duke Edgefor. You've got guys on the outside that it's just a matter of okay, which which guy is going to step up and do it consistently? Whitney's shown he can do it, and he's done it since uh, 2012. But that's obviously one guy, and we've seen teams that have been successful. They bring it with you know, numerous options. You know, the second, the second line or the second rush group comes in, and, boy, that group is just as good as the one that went off the field. I mean, think about the Colts. You know, when the Colts go – um, you know, when the Colts had Justin Houston on the field with uh, with uh, uh, Marcus Hunt and Danico Autry rushing the edge, and then Houston would go off and Kamiko Toure would come on. It's like, good grief, there's no drop-off. You know, you've got the veteran Houston, but then you've got this blur of a pass rush specialist in Kamiko Toure, and then the Colts really got hurt when Toure got hurt because they didn't have that. They weren't coming at you in waves. They were only coming at you – you know, with the, their front-line guys. You know, Ben Banigou wasn't ready to step up and take over that role. But they're kind of similar to us. They get Toure back. They've got Banigou. they still got Justin Houston. They've got a lot of options, but they're looking for the same thing. They're looking for which guys are going to step up of our young players, which guys are going to step up and get after Deshaun Watson and get after Gardner Minshew and get after Ryan Tannehill. They're kind of in the same boat from that perspective. But when they had that thing going in 2018, they were coming at us with a couple of waves of defensive uh, of defensive linemen, and we really struggled with it in the two games we played them in December and January of 2018. Well, I brought up a Menahu, and maybe we should fr- uh, throw in Blacklock as well if he can get after it because the, the Colts are a great example here, Johnny. I mean, you have Houston with 11 sacks. You got sacks coming from all over the place. Sheared with four and a half. You got five from Leonard. This is just last year when they weren't nearly as good. They were 18th in scoring defense, yeah. but that's why they signed Buckner so they could get pressure up the middle. And that's what the Texans need to do. You know, it's not just the edge guys. It's right. hey, I'm getting pressure from the edge, and now the quarterback stepping up in the pocket and completing a pass downfield, or just finding his outlet and getting out of jail that way. So, got to find a way to get pressure up the middle. Okay. Little conversation there about position group rankings. We don't need to take that all the way, but you know we will as these weeks progress and we get closer to actual practices. But coming up, who's better? We do this from time to time on a Tuesday. Historic running back division. We will hear from Johnny on who's better among historic running backs. Now, we're not going to do everybody because we, we've done a few already. We've done a couple of matchups in this division. But we've got current quarterback, pastime, or Running backs of the past. I've got a golf one for you. And, yes, even Broadway musical because Hamilton premiered on Disney Plus over the weekend. Did we touch everything on this show? It's Texans Radio. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial or else. Simple acts of kindness and community are more important than ever before. So Ashley Home Store is introducing the Ashley Cares Relief Program. We're offering 0% financing for 60 months. With three-month payment assistance on qualifying purchases, Ashley Home Store is here to serve your furniture needs. Text Ashley to 797979 to set up a virtual appointment today or visit us online at ashleyhomestore.com. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans, Ashley Home Store. This is home. 
Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Hey, Texans fans, are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the wait list and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice versus LSU from a luxury suite this fall. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners, $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry, and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. This is Texans Radio. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. 
Hey, parents and teachers, we know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com slash community. Cha-ching! Money Mahomes just got his moolah. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have agreed to a 10-year contract extension. Worth over $500 million. This will impact a probable Watson contract extension. The next person behind Patrick Mahomes in terms of value and contract is Deshaun Watson. The market's been set. Will the Texans now extend the best quarterback in franchise history? Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Welcome back to the conversation. It's Texans All Access on Texans Radio. All right, let's play the game called Who's Better? And sometimes we take it to the past. Sometimes we just stick with the present. Johnny, we're going to go 20 years into the future. Are you ready to travel with me in the DeLorean with the Aww. flux capacitor? 20 into the future? Yeah, we're going 20 into the future. It's much better. It's 2040. Everything's great. The world is fantastic. Yeah, we're in our 70s. Yeah, but we're, we're, there's all this great health stuff. and We're eating alfalfa oh. sprouts and just feeling so good and energetic and healthy. It's, it, we're better than we are today, as a matter of fact, 20 years right. from now. Well, you can there's eat one, that alfalfa stuff. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I know. I'm not either. If they make alfalfa pizza. Okay, yeah, let's, let's okay. ask you this, though. It's all 2040. Right, it's 2040. Who's a better quarterback as we look back from 2040? Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? Now, let me preface this. Uh, which would have meant I had to say this before I asked the question. But let me just <laughs> let me just throw this out there because PFT, Pro Football Talk, had another tweet that upset me, which was, I'm, gonna par- I'm not even going to look it up, but it, Mahomes is on his way to perhaps becoming the greatest player in football yeah, history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, we had the best quarterback ever like a couple of weeks ago, and I was upset about that. And now the greatest player ever at any position – because he's played three years, and actually he's played two. He's been in the league three years, and he makes a half-a-billion-dollar contract, and I'm really happy for him for that. But I always think it's a little too early to anoint people when uh, when they've won one Super Bowl. Uh, I think he's amazing. But, Johnny, in 2040, who's better, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? You, you hit me where it hurts because I'm the same way. It's It's sort of like, you know, after the first or second season of Glee, and you're like, this is the greatest show ever. Glee is so much better than Friends. And then <laughs> after Glee's run, you're like, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Now, I, <laughs> is he Glee? <laughs> yeah, Mahomes is Glee. He's Leah Michelle. Um, but so I I hate comparing incomplete novels to works of art because that's really what Tom is, and we know he's doesn't have too much more. Um, to be done with his career and Patrick has so many uh, you know so much more ahead of him now I don't think that that Patrick is going to suffer any sort of you know drop off but did you did you think that in 1985 uh, after Dan Marino lost to the 49ers that Dan Marino would not make another Super Bowl 
Um, those are the kind of things. Did you think after 2010, after Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl, that, oh, you know, he'll go get two more? Oh, of course. Uh, and he's not. He hasn't even been back in the, in the Super Bowl. And, you know, thanks to Brandon Bostick, who can't cover an outside kick. So my point of that is <laughs> there's so much more that Patrick Mahomes has to do to get to that point. My fear is that if you that he look, does that he does <laughs> that he has he has he has the right mindset. Uh, you know he grew up the the son of a professional athlete, so he's been around professional locker rooms. He's not intimidated. He has now gotten such um, he, he has such a stature in the league now that. I just don't see him taking a step back for any reason other than he gets hurt, can't stay healthy for whatever reason. You know, his arm starts to show, um, you know, some problems. But, you know, look, he played baseball for a long time. I'm convinced playing baseball is something that actually helps your arm strength and helps you maintain a, a, a lively arm. And the thing about it is, yeah, physically the arm might, you know, at some point wane a little bit, but – He's so good cerebrally that he knows what he's looking at. He knows what he wants to do. Now, there are some things he gets away with um, because of his physical gifts right now. He won't be able to get away with, but he's not going to take an 11-step drop in the Super Bowl when he's 32. He won't need to. He'll just take a normal seven-step drop and then throw it to whoever his replacement for Tyreek Hill is. So I think it's plausible, but... Man, to win five more Super Bowls. Yeah, it's a lot to ask. That is not easy, man. That is right. not easy. But you could so, still be considered. You could still be considered the best quarterback, but, maybe mean, the best player, without winning but Super win, Bowls. But Mark, how many quarterbacks have won three Super Bowls? How many not have won three list. Super Bowls? It's not a. It's not a long list. And the thing is, there are some really good young quarterbacks in this league that are going to get theirs. Hopefully, at some point, Deshaun gets gets one, two, or five. You, you'd think that, you know, Josh Allen with Buffalo, with what they put around him, you know, sort of like Seattle did with Russell Wilson a few years ago. There's so much talent around Josh Allen that he can't help but succeed and get better. There are going to be some really good quarterbacks in this league that are like, I'm going to go get mine too. What so, am I missing here? I, I, I've i got Bradshaw, Montana, Brady. Aikman. I mean, what's that? Aikman. Aikman. Jeez, Aikman. You know, that's a name that never comes up when you talk about the all-time great quarterbacks, but Bradshaw's doesn't either, really. Yeah. Uh, and, and, look, it was another era and all that. Wait, say your names again? Bradshaw, Montana, yeah. Brady, yeah. Aikman. Oh, okay, yeah. Who am I missing? Okay. I, I think that's it. Staubach. I don't know why. Um, that's it, yeah. So, and, and think about what those players... Wait, Staubach's got three, right? No, he's got two. Oh yeah, because Aikman has three. They have five, right? Okay, yep. got it. Yeah, Never he's, mind. He's got two. So he's been he's been more. You know, Ben gets one. That gives him three. Uh, but but the point being, that's a lot to ask. Four <laughs> names that have three Super Bowl titles. Yeah, I think that I think the Chiefs are built to get another one and get another one very soon. But how does the cap change things in a few years? That cap is going to be eaten up by a lot of Pats. Pat's money. How does that uh, impact the Chiefs going forward? Are they going to have? What are they going to do with Chris Jones? I listen. L- looking at at uh, Patrick Mahomes' deal, it looks pretty clear that they did that because they want to 
clear some money at least in the near term for Chris Jones to come back because it's vital to get him back. But you can only keep pushing that can down the road. You eventually got to pay that credit card bill, and it's going to be a rich one to pay. So Mahomes is going to have to show at some point that he may not have Tyreek. He may not have Kelsey down the road. He might have to do with a bunch of rookies. They could get really squeezed that way. They could get really squeezed next year with the revenue decline this year. It's going to be interesting how it affects them and a bunch of teams who are really tight on cap space. All right. So uh, So the point with that is it's Brady. Okay. Brady. Yeah. For now in 2040. All right. Let's get back to the present here. It's 2020 again. Better backup quarterback. Who's better? That's what we're doing here. TJ Yates or Sage Rosenfels? Oh, boy. If I've got to go win one game, mm-hmm. that's kind of the way that I think about quarterbacks from that yeah. perspective. If I've got to win one game, yeah, I think I want TJ. And that's hard too. to say because I, I was banging the drum not so loudly, but – I was of that mindset, you know, Maybe Sage. in 07, I was like, I really would mind seeing Sage a whole lot more than we are. Spending a yeah. lot of money on Matt. I don't know that I like it all that much. Let's mm-hmm. just go with Sage. So I've, I've been a Sage guy for a long time, but I've seen TJ up close pull things out of the fire when it didn't even look possible. It like how we you're gonna win this game in Cincinnati in 2011, you know 2015 on a Monday night he's gonna pull that one out of the fire. Yeah, man, that's really. Uh, I agree. I agree. So I'm gonna go with TJ. I think I think Rosenfels and people forget how explosive the offense could be with Sage Rosenfels pulling the trigger. I mean they put up the time they were down 32 to seven to Tennessee and they took the oh, lead late in the game. Yes. That was a monster performance by Rosenfels. He put up some big numbers. He had some big games for this team. I know he had Rosencopter. We get it. Yeah. They had a 17 point lead in that game. So I'm looking at the plus side of being able to do that. And then you had some negative side of, you know, Rosencopter fumble and all that. Then the ensuing fumble on the Man, next drive. I think about it. Well, it's, it's, that's a really good one. That's a really good one, Mark, because Sage, the one night that I remember thinking even more so than ever before that Sage could be the guy was the ketchup bottles night against the Broncos. Looked good. That was a back-to-back win performance. Tampa Bay on a Sunday and Denver on a Thursday. He was phenomenal in that game against Denver, too. I remember thinking, boy, this could look really good if, if Sage were the guy. All the time. You know who his running back was in the win over Tampa? Darius Walker. Oh, yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah. So, sorry, Sean Pendergast. But, I mean, that wasn't exactly like trotting out Eric Dickerson that night. No. So. But Darius Walker got it done. He did enough. He did. So, I thought it was a pretty decent question. It's one of those, okay, one quarterback puts up a lot of numbers, and Sage actually has a winning record as a starter for the Texans. Uh, but Yates has just won some big games for this team, and, and you have to give it to him. Yeah. Uh, so so I'll, I'll go with that. Plus, we've got to see TJ in the hallway every day. Yeah, we do. We do. Day. So we love TJ. Okay. Who's better? We're still doing it here. All right. Running back division, Johnny. Now, a few weeks ago, I asked you. We are going down memory lane with the all-time running backs. Who's better, Emmitt Smith or Barry Sanders? I think we had another one, Walter Payton versus um, 
I don't know, maybe it was Dickerson or something. But uh, let, let me go here with you. Top three running backs on the all-time list. Top four. Smith, Peyton, Frank Gore, and Barry Sanders. Now, Gore is still active, of course. Yes. Adrian Peterson is fifth. I'm not going to ask you who's better, Adrian Peterson or Frank Gore, because i got a feeling you're going to say Peterson, correct? Yes. Okay. But who's better, Adrian Peterson or anybody else behind him on this list that you think is more deserving, I'm going to say other than Jim Brown, because Jim Brown is in his own special category. You get Jim Brown into a debate, you get a lot of problems, only because I think that, you know, most of us didn't watch him play. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of people talk about, you know, was the game still too segregated when he played? Uh, was, you know, he could have continued to play. He didn't want to continue to play. He did, but the Browns wanted him to return from filming the Dirty Dozen in Europe, and he stopped his career in 65. He could have put up a bunch more numbers here. Um, so I don't know if I want to include Jim Brown in the debate, but you tell me if it's that important. So who's better? Adrian Peterson, who's in fifth here, or anybody else behind him on the list. I'm going to give you the next few names. Curtis okay. Martin, LaDainian Tomlinson, Jerome Bettis, Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Jim Brown, Marshall Falk, Edgerin James, Marcus Allen, Franco Harris. I'll stop there. Whew. Man, that's a that's a lot of good names. I mean, you said something. I was like, well, okay. And then I thought back to, eh, it's Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, his prime. Other than Jim Brown. I mean, Jim Brown just – Jim Brown plays another three years. He sets a number that's going to be really, really hard for anybody to break. So, I would put the, the Jim's, Jim's kind of in a class by himself. I thought about Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson is one of my favorite running backs to watch because he had such a fluid, upright running style. But in a game in which power, explosiveness, burst through to and through the second level – Ability to take it to the house, he just could just scared anybody every time he had the ball. That was Adrian Peterson. I just don't know that there's anybody. Look, I like Marshall Falk for all of the dual threat things that he did. He was such a great pass blocker, receiver, runner. He did it in a different way, so he's a little bit scary different way. Ladainian Tomlinson, kind of the same way. Uh, to me, he was probably a, just a shade below Marshall from that perspective. Dickerson was the one guy I think teams were scared of like Adrian. But Dickerson was also uh, surly. He was yeah. also uh, difficult. I don't think Adrian is that way. I mean, I think Adrian is just a kind of good old good old boy Texan. And uh, he's always been, you know, great. Met him uh, one time. I think it was after his rookie year. Just huge smile. How you doing, Mr. Harris? I mean, he's just really nice guy. But – he Dickerson was not that way. Peterson, I think, probably scared teams more than Dickerson did, just slightly. But that's who I would have it down to. So I'm going with Adrian Peterson. Wow, that's strong. Those are big names on that list. Huge names. And yards don't mean everything. I mean, O.J. Simpson is 21st on the all-time rushing list, and he was unbelievable oh, as a running I mean, back. He was such a killer on the field. <laughs> All right, stop. Stop. Okay, coming up, 
Uh, I have a couple of more of these. I'll save one for next week. And I was going to give you the Broadway musical one. You can tell me when we oh, get back. As we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we do what, what's the Broadway musical one? All right. Well, it, we're go, we'll go back to 2040. We need some distance from now. Okay. okay. What's better? Who's better? In this, in this case, it's what's better. Hamilton or I'll let you name anything else. Rent, West Side Story, okay. The Sound of Music, whatever you want to insert there. You tell me when we get back from the break. Oh, my gosh. Did they mention Broadway musicals on a sports show? Yes, we did. We're eclectic. It's Texans Radio. Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Cha-ching! Money Mahomes just got his moolah. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have agreed to a 10-year contract extension. Worth over $500 million. This will impact a probable Watson contract extension. The next person behind Patrick Mahomes in terms of value and contract is Deshaun Watson. The market's been set. Will the Texans now extend the best quarterback in franchise history? Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. This is Texans Radio. Consistency, trust, and dependability. These three qualities are a must-have for any team that legitimately wants to win. And for the folks at Martin Preferred Foods, who've teamed up with Amogee Bank for the last 30 years, that's exactly what they've done. Amogee Bank knows how to help family businesses win because they know how to help family businesses grow. So, what are you waiting for? Come join the winning side. Amogee Bank. Here you grow. A division of ZBNA, member FDIC. Official bank of the Houston Texans. 
Find a massive selection of new and certified pre-owned Hyundais at Ron Carter Hyundai, a better way to buy. Test drive any vehicle at Ron Carter Hyundai and get $250 in gift cards. Buy any vehicle and get $500 in gift cards. Sell them your car. There'll be any offer by $500 or get $500. Plus, get Hyundai Assurance, America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Gulf Freeway, just two miles south of the Beltway. RonCarterHyundai.com. See dealer website for gift card and trade-in details. It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce. And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. Not too long ago, Houston Texans fans were cheering in the stands of NRG Stadium. We now cheer for our first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, and many more who exemplify the true Texan spirit until we gather as over 70,000 strong once again. Let's support those on the front lines in the fight against COVID-19. For more information on resources for you and your family, visit HoustonTexans.com slash COVID. You're listening to Texans All Access. For the latest stories and videos on your Houston Texans, check out HoustonTexans.com. All right, no new news on the preseason. If you joined us late, the NFL and NFL Players Association have reached an agreement on travel protocols for training camp and preseason, but they have not really indicated how many preseason games, if any, would be played. Uh, Again, we're still standing at four officially, A lot of reports out there it's been cut to two possibly, but nothing is official, and the team is scheduled to report three weeks from today. So that's pretty cool stuff. Let's hope that still happens. I think if the – this is just me talking here. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you, by the way, on Texans All Access. This is just my personal thought that if you cut it down to two preseason games, you might delay the start of camp only because Johnny – you're not playing that first preseason game. You have three weeks ramp up to a preseason game. Yeah. So six weeks till the regular season with only two preseason games uh, in that six-week period. That's a lot of practice for these guys. But if they're going to break it up and and practice in different squads, if you will, different platoons, uh, as has been suggested reportedly by the Players Association, they might need the extra time just to get all the work in. We'll see how they handle it. A lot of different well, things. Yeah, I mean, it, it could – I mean, I don't know how it will all get done, Mark, but there might be very – like you said, practicing in different units on certain days. Um, obviously, unlike high school, where you do have some crossover, some kids play defense and offense, you don't have that here. You could have the offense practice in the morning and, and work through various things. Defense practices in the afternoon. 
I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could do that, but I, why not? If you're not going to have you know eleven on eleven that day, if you're just working on technique and some individual stuff, maybe that's the way you go about doing certain things. Um, and then there are certain days that are specifically for the entire squad. I I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how this all completely gets done. I know when the NFLPA when uh, last week, the NFLPA put forth a forty eight day. They basically broke down in like what they felt like a good ramp up to week one would be, mm-hmm. and it was like three days of reporting and medical and, and equipment. Then it was like essentially it was like ten days then of OTAs, mm-hmm. um, in mini camp. Then it was like fourteen days of no padded practice. And then it was like eight days of padded practice, um, and I can't remember. No then, games. Maybe, no and no games. They did not. Wow. They did not build games into that that particular schedule. Um, but I I could see their point, which is take the elements that we're used to doing. Conditioning. Um, oh, there was a period for conditioning. There was like a five to seven day period of conditioning. Take all yeah. those periods that we did in the off season that we missed in the off season. Conditioning period, mini camps and OTAs. Put that at the front end, where you can still keep players separate. Not completely, but you can do more group stuff and keep you know more, you know groups of you know twelve to fourteen people or groups of eight to ten people versus a whole squad of eighty five to ninety guys. You can then kind of spread that out and it just buys more time, and then you can get into practice you know two and a half three weeks down the road or whatever it is, um, and then get yourself ready. And there would be no preseason games at that point. And I thought the schedule as I looked at, it, I was like. It's kind of interesting. It's essentially yep. taking all the pieces they're used to doing, conditioning, minicamp OTAs, um, the the uh, the acclimation period of training camp, and putting that all together in a 48-day 48 pe- 48 period to get ready for week one of the regular season. So I thought it was a good plan. You just don't have those two preseason games, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think uh, I think that could work. I'd be eager to hear what the coaches think of it, and you know what they probably think of it. Now yeah. they uh, <laughs> look—they're well, the not thirty-two coaches. Thirty-two coaching staffs are going to think differently about everything. You yeah. know that. Yeah, you—you know, you know that. Well, I think some guys really love. I mean, I—they I, all seem to like the joint practices. Most of them, yeah. you know. I know about players, you know, being different sometimes with their opinions. Aaron Rodgers, for one, doesn't like joint yeah. practices, uh, but they all seem to like that. But that's out this year. And you don't want your team to beat up on itself too much. Um, if you keep the roster, I mean, if you go ones against the threes or whatever, you don't do that much in camp, right? You really go ones against the ones because you're trying to iron, sharpen iron kind of thing. Right, right. But maybe this is a year where you're going to go Cecil Shorts Mountain Union, you know, where they have 200 players on campus and, <laughs> you know, they have all these farm teams or whatever. That's how they're feeding into the main one. Uh, maybe they're, they're going a 90-man version of that or an 80-man version of that. And you'll you'll beat up on the scout team, so to speak, or not scout team, but, uh, you know, that, on that final 40, if you will. We'll see how they handle it. Uh, are you going to answer my question about the uh, who's better, Broadway musical? Because you saw Hamilton over the weekend on Disney+. Plus. I did, and I absolutely – freaking loved it yep. it's the best musical i've ever seen so hamilton not not okay. even close it's yeah. so good 
uh, David Diggs, who played Thomas Jefferson, yep. uh, is one of my favorite characters. And Lafayette. He plays both. Yeah. He plays he Lafayette. Plays and, yeah. He plays both. And, and it was funny because when he came out as Jefferson, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I noticed that with James Madison, he played um, – he was playing uh, – Hercules Mulligan. Right. Yes. Yeah. He was pl- and I was like, are they playing dual characters here? Yeah. And then I thought, wow, how talented do you have to be to play two diverse characters, two completely different characters. But when David Diggs came out as Thomas Jefferson, I was like, that was I was like standing at five. He was so yeah. so good as Thomas Jefferson. I it was is phenomenal. It is I was lucky enough phenomenal. to see it on stage. Uh last year I saw it in Austin a traveling, you know, it was really good. It was really great. Uh, but I I listened to a little bit of it first, then saw it, then listened again, and then I was totally hooked on the soundtrack. Yeah. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. The soundtrack is absolutely amazing. I think it's the, you know, I need more time to pass. I love Rent. I don't like the story as much as I love the music. Yeah. You know, I, West Side Story. Yes, I'm in the uh, minority of heterosexual men who enjoy Broadway musicals, okay? <laughs> it happens. Uh, you know, I, I, I like a lot of them. So, uh this is uh, it's cool to have Hamilton available to a, virtually everybody. You got to pay for Disney Plus, but it's not ridiculously expensive to get that. So that's that's one plus about the plus. All right, a couple of other things here. Um, next week, I'm previewing next week. Who's better? I've got a you know Johnny. The Patriots have played in what in the Belichick era. What is it? Nine Super Bowls. Yes, they've uh, all been yeah, they've they've all been good. They've all been good games. Yes, Think about yes. it. I know they had the one really low-scoring one, but at least it was close, you know? And I'm going to say that it's hard to pick a better Super Bowl than, I don't know, like the second-best one they've played with, played in. And I don't want to get too Patriot-like on this show, but I was thinking about that. Like, oh, my gosh, they really haven't played any stinkers. And one of the worst ones was the one where they beat the Eagles – and it was a 10-point yeah. lead. Then the Eagles backdoored their way into a closer game. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's something we can discuss next week. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we'll continue with the conversation. Thursday, the General's back. Um, Texans All Access at 6 o'clock for his regular segment. we got a lot to cover with training camp just a few weeks away. Officially, for the time being, three weeks from today, we'll see if that holds. We're hoping it holds. Thanks so much to Bridget for producing. Thank you, Johnny. As always, go to HoustonTexans.com for this show in a little bit here and all the articles, videos on your Houston Texans. Have a great day, and go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at 20 locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car.
It's a trillion-dollar economy, and you're right in the heart of it. It's an incubator of innovation, with industries reaching from underground to outer space. It's Houston, and it's fueled by GE. Over 5,000 Houston companies work with GE and leverage knowledge across the company. Engineers, lean manufacturing experts, logistic managers, and more. GE is a leader in dozens of industries around the globe. So whatever your company needs, chances are we have someone with the right expertise, and we're happy to share. GE, imagination at work. Welcome back to Cachata Casino Resort. We're open and ready to play. We've gone above and beyond by deep cleaning and sanitizing every area of the casino, every slot machine, every table game, and every hotel room. Welcome back to more cash and more fun and more ways to win. We can't wait to see you at Cachata. It's Louisiana's largest casino resort and Louisiana's best bet. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition. Since 1946, Blue Ribbon has proudly served Texan families natural smoked bacon and natural casing sausages made from premium ingredients seasoned for Texas tastes. It's the preferred sausage and bacon of the Houston Texans. Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Yeah! We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dyke and opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already. And still growing. Wow, those are some winning Dykin stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Dykin! Woo! Air Intelligence! Already counting down the days until your next college football game day? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Sunday, September 6th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to open the year with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. Mustang Cat has been serving Texans for three generations. Cat compact machines do big work and are more affordable than you think. We'll help you find the right cat machine to get the job done with the Mustang Cat Texas Two-Step. First, demo a new cat machine at your location or one of ours. Second, get $150 as our thanks. Call 833-MYCAT19 or visit mustangcat.com slash two-step to schedule a demo. Offer limited to new customers only. See website for details. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Did you know that Shaquille O'Neal was one of our Papa John's partners? In fact, he's a franchisee, and now he's come out with one of his own very own great big pizzas. It's called the Shakaroni Pizza. It's an extra large, extra cheese, 
extra pepperoni, and extra big slices. It's the biggest we've ever had for just 12 bucks. Get yours today, and $1 from every Shacaroni pizza will be donated to support local communities. Better ingredients, better pizza, and now the Shacaroni, Papa John's. June's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to Houston Police Department Lieutenant Bridget Loomis. Lieutenant Loomis sets an exemplary leadership standard for all with her commitment to service. Recently, she went above and beyond to help a mother and her two children escape a domestic abuse situation, taking care of their hotel bill when shelters were full. Her willingness to serve those around her for the past 23 years means more to her community than she knows. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our June Star of Courage Award. Hi, this is John Weeks with the Houston Texans. We are proud to be partners with the Houston Food Bank in presenting Huddle Against Hunger, a free in-school curriculum designed to provide information on hunger and poverty for students from elementary schools through high school. Sign your classroom up today at houstonfoodbank.org slash huddleagainsthunger. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.